From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 196. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm good, Mr. Dowdy. How are you today? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited because yeah. I was totally unprepared last night going into today about what we're talking about, and you came up with the one of the greatest ideas ever. So I, I'm looking forward to uh, later in the show today. Not, I mean, the first part's got some awesome stuff in it. We got a, a lot of cool stuff to talk about. But uh, towards the end, we're gonna we're gonna drop something pretty cool on y'all. I think yeah. it'll be fun. We have a peculiar topic today. <laughs> That's how we roll. So last week on the show, you were uh, teasing a product that was going to appear at the Atlanta Pen Show, and then for mm-hmm. anybody that follows the Knockco Instagram. Uh, you've gone ahead and and uh, posted a little spy shot. Yeah, I was getting so many questions about it, and I was at the shop and I told Jeff, I said, I'm just gonna post something because I'm getting a lot of questions. We can at least do, we can at least tease it right a little bit. And he's like, Yeah, that's cool. Do go ahead and do it. So, I uh, <laughs> I had to find where I could I could get a little blur app uh, in one of my photo apps that I had um, downloaded. And I found one and uh, and threw this image up there. So uh, what do you think? Looks pretty sweet, huh? All right, yeah. So I'm trying to work out what this thing is. It looks like a pouch of some description. Like there appears to be the f- a button fastening. It's very confusing. I don't know mm. what you've got here. Yeah, it's kind of blurry. It's hard for me to make out. Yeah, if only if only you probably didn't have one in front of you. <laughs> Is this one of the knock products that you will own or won't own? Because I know you usually don't get your hand on many of these things. That's a very good question. Uh, right now, probably not. So we only bought a, we only bought enough fabric to make enough kit for the show, if you will. So you won't even buy one. I might. I might. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. I. You know, it's like whenever we make. I know it's not the same, but like whenever we make uh, shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I always have so many. I just buy so many. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I do that too. I do that too. On this one though, when there's not, I don't want to. I don't want to take them away from the people. You know. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if we're only. I don't know the number, but it's gonna be like forty. I mean, don't hold me to that, but it's gonna be a low number. I want one. Well, you'll be there in time to get one. Maybe I'll buy you one as well. Okay, fair you enough. You can't complain. You know, there's enough. nothing you can do about it if if I bought two of them. <laughs> right, right. Although maybe with such a low uh, low stock number here, you should just you should institute a one per person. Yeah, rule. maybe exactly. we need to set up a lottery or something. <laughs> 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 really going all out on this one. Um, I uh, I follow you on Twitter, so I get to see the links to the pen addict, and I get to see all of the the reviews that you write. And this mm-hmm. one really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. For, for a couple of reasons, uh, this review went up a couple of days ago for the Parker Sonic Great Expectation Subtle Big Red Fine, which is <laughs> one of the most ridiculous names it's of a terrible, pen that I've it? ever seen. Where, where does this name come from? That is the full name of it, right? Yeah, so the Sonnet's a traditional name. Um, the Great Expectations, I'm not sure where that comes from. The Big Red is a traditional name that I think Parker just used for marketing purposes because they're all the the big they're they're really orange looking the old traditional Parker Duofold which is one of the most famous pens in the world that's ever been created it's it's they its nickname is Big Red so I think this was just a play that they're using that color but I think more in the product name it's just like a us it's a total marketing thing it doesn't have any relation to to the Big Red. 
which is the traditional Parker dual fold. If you search Parker dual fold, you'll come up and see all the, it. They really look orange. They're orange looking pins. Uh, very pretty. And uh, I, I would love to own one of those one day. I probably will. They're very expensive and uh, good ones are hard to find. But yeah, so their their name is kind of a train wreck. Yeah. How did you even come across this pen? I just working with Goldspot, um, you know, they're one of the advertisers on the blog. And, you know, we go every couple months and I go pick out a bunch of things I want to review. And I stumbled across this one. I don't know why, how long it's been out. I don't know why I didn't see it before. Um, and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Uh, it's a really interesting design. This looks like a pen I would enjoy. Um, so I asked them, I asked them uh, to borrow it, to do a review of it and test it out. So that, that I mean, that's literally how it came about. I, I picked it out from their site uh, as a product I wanted to review. So this is a loaner. I'll, I'll be sending back to them probably next week or so. So it looks real great, right? Like it's a, it is a good looking pen and the, the material was a surprise. Total surprise. It's an exceptionally well-made pen. It's lightweight. It's all metal. The full body is metal clip section body. The body you can see is like a clear coat, um, lacquer, black lacquer. It's shiny. It looks beautiful. Um, the section, you know, in pictures, I couldn't totally tell, but it's metal too. It just happens to be like a brushed finish on the, on the grip section. Um, it's really, really well made. It's lightweight. It's not a heavy metal pen at all. It's, it feels just right. It, there's no, there's no weight to it. You don't go, Oh, this is a metal pen and it's kind of heavy to write with. It's not like that at all. Um, the nib is fascinating and the, I guess the Chrome finishings on it because they're that dark Chrome, you know, I don't know what the actual name that they are calling this, but you know, like you've seen it like on, um, the sailors that I have where they have that, um, that dark colored nib, you know, it's like a nickel plating or a pewter looking color. Um, Every, literally everything about this pen is great as far as the design goes, the feel goes, the functionality goes. I, I was shocked it was an 18 karat gold nib too. To be honest, you know, it's a very nice nib. And it's got these cool little um, hatchwork design on there. The nib is just great looking. And um, my my wife was even looking at this pen. She goes, wow, that's kind of a nice pen. You know, while I was photographing it, she was, she was uh, sitting with me. And... Uh, you know, then you get down, you have all this, these warm fuzzies, this thing's so cool. And then you, then you kind of throw up in your mouth a little bit when you see how much it costs, right? I don't, it's uh $270. Mm -hmm. And while that's, I'm not going to say that's outlandish or ridiculous. It just doesn't feel like a $270 pen. You know, if someone's asking me to recommend a, a not their first gold nib price range, this one's so far off the radar for that. It, it wouldn't even be close. You know, like if I'm comparing it to entry level gold nib pens, like a pilot 91, a sailor Sapporo, a Lamy 2000, I would pick all of those before this pen, despite the fact this pen looks great. And I was thinking about the pricing of it and I was kind of talking about how Parker doesn't really have that cachet right now. You know, as a company, as a name brand company, no one's really talking about Parker. So can they get away with a premium priced pen mm -hmm. um, in this market? And I was trying to think of who actually can get away with that. And I was thinking of Pelican, like the Pelican, the 400 series, the, the um, M400, 405, you know, just their standard, their first, their entry level gold nib pen on Pelican side runs in the upper 200s. They're the only ones that I've seen be able to get away with that price point. Um, and that's because 
you know, they've continued to deliver on a great product. They have great nibs, great design, great functionality. It's a piston filler. This is a cartridge converter filler. Um, they didn't have that um, downturn um, in the, of the company in the 90s and early 2000s. You know, Pelicans always kind of stayed strong. So they, they're able to pull off that premium well. Like I have no problem. I had no problem paying, like I think I paid 275 for my M405. Uh, which is their entry-level gold nib pen. And I didn't blink. I would totally blink at $270 for this, having used so many other better-priced gold nib pens. Like the Pilot 91 is the perfect example. You can get that one for like low hundreds. And it's this pen's not better than that. Then the, the Parker's not better than the Pilot. And you could buy two Pilot 91s and some ink for the price of this. So as much as I love this pen... It's never going to be a pen that I recommend unless someone says, hey, I'm a big Parker fan and I don't like what they've been doing recently. Have they come up with anything cool? I would show them this pen. This is an awesome pen. It's, it's a flat out great pen. It's like one of those when you open up the box and you pick it up and you just grin. It's very cool. But price justification is super, super hard on this one. Um, I don't see it. I wouldn't pay this much for this pen. I would buy a pellet. If I would, if I was spending that exact same money, I'd buy a pilot 823 would be my first choice. And then probably then maybe a Pelican, but the Pelican's actually a smaller pen. Like the 823 is a big substantial pen runs about 280, and, um, it would just, you know, it, it's a way better deal than this pen. So, you know, it's just one of those value things. We went through it with the, uh, Statler, uh, was it the Intium or one of those pens that I reviewed? I was blown away by the quality, manufacture, and performance of the pen, but it was almost $200 for a steel nib pen. Well, that just doesn't work. So in this case, $270 doesn't work for this pen. So I was taking a look on um, on Pen Chalet, mm -hmm. and there's actually more styles of this pen, and there's they're a bunch. all beautiful. They really are. All of them are just stunning. Um, so, I, you know, I'll yes. link in the show notes. Go and look at them. And uh, there's an FAQ about why it's got that name. Okay, so good. This is the answer. The Parker Sonic Great Expectation Special Edition is referred to as a collection that surpasses the greatest of aesthetic expectations. The name simply references the fact that the pen is a new version of the Parker Sonic that will exceed your expectations. It completely exceeded my expectations in design and performance. I will say that as a valid statement. <laughs> it it did not exceed my expectations on price. <laughs> Let's say, but yes, all the designs in this line are really great. And Parker's done a they've stepped up their game um, recently in like the last two years, not like the past five or ten years, but like in the last two years, they've kind of come up with some cool designs. And some uh, things like that. Yeah. So I'll put some links in the show notes. There's actually uh, a lot of good stuff suggested there, especially yeah. some of those pelicans and stuff like that. So, yeah. It's a pen I'm keeping an eye on. We'll see, you know, if I can I, ever get it, yeah. like a good deal. Like, I'd consider like $150 for this. I was going to say, if, if I could get this for $150, I would, I would buy one. Uh, yeah. I, do you know what, as well? Okay. This is a. I found something on the web about I consider like $150. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Check Thanks. it out. Thanks, Siri. <laughs> That was, that was awesome. Good. I let her play because uh, how does that even happen when I'm on full mute and do not disturb? If and you invoke this... the Ahoy telephone, it will just go for you, man. But like what did will... I Ahoy? I don't recall. Well, I, mean, I guess it was it just in there somewhere. Something. 
it heard. But I didn't turn it off because I could read what it was going to say. And I said, well, I'll just let it play because uh, it, it sounds pretty, pretty cool. So well, I'm uh, pleased that we have a third host. But yeah, I was going to say this is a I think it's one of those really good looking pens to buy for someone who's not a pen person. Exactly. It's got it's that totally look that. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Parker, I think, holds cachet in the non-pen world. Agree. Right? Because it's just a, it's a traditional name that people recognize. I very much thought that about this pen. Like if someone came to me, like if John came to me and said, hey, my dad used a Parker back in the day and he's really got this fascination with it, what should I consider? This would be one of them. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it in that situation. You know, for someone who's not like giving me a list of like 10 things to like figure out what their best pen is. Um, and if they're just looking for like something to make an impression as a gift for someone who's kind of has like ancillary knowledge of Parker as a brand or pens as a whole, this would be a great thing. So there's that. So you've been at it again. <laughs> I've been avoiding being at it, Mike. I, oh, I don't buy that. You should, because I started this about a month ago behind the scenes. Okay. And I was purposefully not talking about it, but there's a pin on Kickstarter right now, which we're not even going to link to the Kickstarter page. You can go find it yourself off this product hunt page, but this product hunt page came out this morning. So I, I kind of want to talk about it just a little bit, but you know, everyone knows the Ajoto pin that they did a wonderful p- Kickstarter, had a big blowout Kickstarter. There's a new pin um, called the Sins pin. And uh, they emailed me about a month ago, sent me like their their press kit. And I replied, I said, this is an exact copy of the Ajoto pin. That was my little response to like a 500 word email with all this marketing, whatever. So I sent this back and uh, and they gave me the link to like the pre-launch Kickstarter and all that stuff. I So I hit send. Like a day later, um, they send me an email back. It says, no, it's not. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was the end of our conversation. So I was like, okay, well, this is going to crop up at some point on the uh, on the Kickstarter. And uh, so it did like two weeks ago, maybe. It launched on Kickstarter. I didn't mention it because it's, it's like literally the Ajoto pen. They're saying it's made off this Russian pen from... Uh, you know, this guy's father or whatever, that's fine. But they don't, they don't hide the fact that their product shots like are practically laid out the same as a Jodo. Their little pin case is the same as the Jodo. Box is it's the same. They're offering the a leather sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you had your, if you took all the words off the page, you go, Oh, that's a, Oh, that a, there's a Jodo doing another Kickstarter. And uh, so I'm just putting the word out. It is what it is. I'm not going to bang on them too hard, except I was on Twitter this morning. I don't think it looks as good as the Ajoto. Well, no, I don't like the uh, the knurling on the uh, on the knock part. The and I don't spinny. like the logo. Yeah, they logo it. It's it. a minimal pin that they slap logos all over. So yeah, the, the brand name, like they look at one of the pictures, is on the page on the Kickstarter page. Uh, like there's, you can see the brand logo in three three times in one little picture. Yeah. I don't like it so much. And yes, yeah, <laughs> it is a shame. I mean, look, I always take devil's advocate. We can assume it's a knockoff, right? Like we don't. Nobody yeah. actually knows. They're saying sure. it's not, which is fine. I know. But like, if you're interested in this pen, I put a link to a Joto in the show notes. I love mm-hmm. the Joto, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that you should get that. Yeah, and let's. I mean, to be perfectly frank, the Sins pen is a much much cheaper option, and there's probably reasons for that. Um, 
I mean, I've, I've never used one, so I can't say what the quality's like. Um, people look at the Ajoto and balk at the price, but they really stand behind their products. They believe in their products. They've spent years trying to perfect this product. Um, they have wonderful customer service. It's a company we are familiar with as a community and understand that, you know, they do good things and, um, you know, they're a solid, reputable company. Company. So I, I definitely send people to a Jodo all the time. Um, and uh, I'm a huge fan of, of their pen and I, I talk to them behind the scenes plenty. They're really good, good people over there. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you on the market for any new Retro 51s, Mike? Because there's a, there's a couple new ones on the scene that, uh, that might be something you're after. What do you think? Yeah, I've seen them. Are you down with uh, some coffee with your bouquet of flowers? So I like the look of the bouquet one. I don't really like the look of the coffee one. Yeah. The bouquet See, I, one's not out yet, right? No, but it's coming. It's really pretty. Yeah, I might I might pick one of those up. The gold mm-hmm. uh, the gold furniture is a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have one with a with gold furniture. It's the ze- mm-hmm. the ze- uh, the giraffe one. Okay. Uh, I think I have that and it has gold furniture. So I'll be mm-hmm. keeping my eye out, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for this for this Retro 51 here. Yeah, someone asked me, said there's an announcement coming up. Do you have any idea what it is? I said, no, I have no idea, but it's spring, so let's go with cherry blossom. You know, it's cherry blossom time. They said, oh, you were close. So uh, props to me on that one. But yeah. I, I would pick I would pick the coffee one. I think the coffee one's better looking. But that's me. But I, mm. the, the bouquet is really, really pretty. And um, Jeff reviewed the coffee one, which is a gold spot exclusive. Um, it's really good looking. I actually have one on the on the desk here. Um, as well um they were nice enough to send us a couple of these um i love like the the copper finish uh, you know like the dark copper finish um much better than the the gold furniture you know um or the i don't know what they call this bronze or copper i'd have to look at the specs but i just think it's it's a really pretty pen it's definitely more my aesthetic than the bouquet but uh despite the fact the design on the bouquet is really killer i wish that they would have gone with a design rather than words Mm. personally like even just like a coffee bean design uh i like the texture i have a it looks quite similar to the texture of the basketball one maybe just inverted um i like it when they make textures on them so yeah uh this is this is a good idea there are parts of this coffee tornado that i like i just Mm -hmm. i don't like the overall design of the of the words i prefer when they use imagery so yep. uh, I'm going to be keeping my eye out for for the bouquet because I think that that is a uh, that's a beautiful one. I'll see if I can try and catch the bouquet. Oh, you should do that. Did you catch it at Matt's wedding? No, actually, I was considering <laughs> it. Get some elbows in the way, but I thought I might upset some people. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so yeah, and uh, I know Retro Fifty One's got a bunch of other stuff in the pipeline too. So the there's even more, 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 more coming. So and there's some cool uh, dude. I've seen some cool things that I can't talk about, but you'll know when it happens for sure. Oh, why are you doing this to me? Also, I have <laughs> oh, something to say to, here. To I'm, Retro sworn, 51. Sworn to, I'm sworn to secrecy. I have I have something to say here. Why are they not showing this stuff to me? I am the Retro 51 guy, right? You they know? didn't send this to me. One of our one of our listeners, Pinhall, sent it to me. I didn't know about it. They said, hey, look at this. You just forwarded it on to me. This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, use your fifty retro fifty ones for this next project, okay? This All is right. kind of cool. And I was just sent this this morning. I was like, oh, I got to put this in the show notes because it's really cool. I had never heard of this, but there's a project called Dear Data. Uh-huh. Um, some of our listeners may have heard of this. Have you heard of this before, Mike? Nope. So 
like in in 2014, um, two people started a postcard exchange where weekly they would exchange a postcard of the things that happened that week during uh, based on a specific topic. So they would take a week and write a postcard or draw a postcard of all the drinks they drank for that week. And then they would exchange them. So, and then the next week they would do animals they saw and things like that. So every week had a topic, sent one postcard exchange back and forth. Well, that kind of blew up. It turned into a whole book and everything like that. So I just wanted to put this link in the, in the show notes for everyone to see, cause it's kind of cool because, um, the website 538.com, which those in the U S are probably familiar with it. I don't know how much this site gets out. Um, it started by a guy named uh, Nate Silver. I was a huge Nate Silver fan when he was working for baseball prospectus. He's one of the founders of baseball prospectus and y'all know my, my baseball, uh, fandom. Yeah. He's a data um, guy. Yeah. So he's a, he's a numbers guy. And then well, he turned Nate that. Got, Nate got, um, popular for election stuff, right? Like that's so his he, big bag now. He started working for, um, I don't know if it was the Wall Street Journal, or the New York Times, and he was their um, he was their election numbers guy, polling. Uh, he was doing all the modeling, the predictive modeling for election results. You watch House and, of Cards? Yes. You seen the most recent season? No. Okay, because they basically they create a they character have one of those characters that's meant to be him. Yeah. So he got a lot of press uh, four years ago um, because he like nailed. I think he hit like all fifty states. Um, well, didn't he like accurately predict the Obama stuff in yes. a way that everybody thought would be impossible? Like the right. actual results didn't make any sense, but he predicted them and was right. That's right. how I'm familiar right. with him anyway. Yes, yeah, so that's how that's so now he's blown up on the political side. He doesn't do anything with sports um very much anymore. He'll write a few articles here and there, but mm-hmm. it's all political stuff now. So 538 is really his political blog. But this data thing they're doing actually doing a contest they're saying keep track of all the podcasts you listen for seven days pick any seven day period in march and uh send them a postcard about it i thought that was pretty cool and maybe our uh maybe our this is like the perfect thing for our listeners to participate in um because they're listening to us they get to use their stationery and uh you just visualize somehow you know how you listen to podcasts you can draw their logos or write their names or do something cool. So we'll have that link in the show notes. I thought it was just kind of a neat thing that uh, one of our, uh, our listeners sent it, sent that to us this morning. It was very cool. Um, you can tell by looking at these postcards that these are dead. De- I could tell that these people were data visualizers. <laughs> yeah. Cause the totally. way that they choose to display the data is so peculiar. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. There's some, there's some cool imagery in this, uh, in this in this post i mean it's not that very not that many images i haven't gone to to, to the uh gallery there's a gallery of all the stuff i think um i haven't gone through that yet but just the ones in the image are very cool i like it i like it um remember remember right after new year's when our good friend my custom puppet got uh got the big run on new year's eve for all of his uh calligraphy work on instagram and got all these followers mm-hmm. well another guy i follow on uh Instagram just got the uh, Huffington Post just did an article just on all of his calligraphy and handwriting and flexi nib styles. It's King Blotto the Third, which is an amazing name. I don't know the full story around it, but I imagine it's an awesome story. And I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but I've been following him for a while. No. And it's cool to see this just appear on Huffington Post yesterday out of the blue. Like uh, some listeners sent that to me, and uh, all his videos are so good. They, okay, just, another one. I love it, watching. Uh, a custom puppet like i just love watching it yeah. hearing them exactly I always put the sound on for those that sound is so beautiful that 
sound. Yes. Yeah. And that's what the, the title of this article is Fall into a Deep Trance Watching Calligraphy Pens in Motion. You that's familiar what it is. with ASMR? No. It is a trend of video where it's basically, it's meant to be like an audio thing where people talk very quietly and they make sounds. It's oh. a bit peculiar, but it's a whole big thing. And uh, it's similar to that in that you, you are meant to just focus on the noises and the sounds and it's meant to gotcha. be calming. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the, so, the, yes. it, it can get a bit weird, though, depending on what kind of ASMR videos you're looking for. But everyone has their thing, I guess. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> Our thing is the pen chalet. You damn straight. They sell authentic, amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more, including pen carrying cases. I got my uh, wallet carrying case thing the other day. Uh, pen holders. They sell refills, fountain pen converters. You name it, they've got it. And they have all of your favorite brands as well. Pen Chalet believe in very fast and reliable customer service. They guarantee their quality or 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high quality pens. They sell internationally, have great shipping rates, and they also do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States. They have always have great offers and they always have great codes. You can go to penchalet.com. You want to click that podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password penaddict and you will find this week's special offers and the code that you will need to save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet. This week, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, uh, speaking to Ron about this, Pen Chalet have a selection of green pens and ink on offer for Pen Addict listeners, including a lovely green Lamy Safari, a green Pilot Metropolitan, and Lamy Charged Green ink in bottles and cartridges. Yeah, so this was really cool when I pulled it up um, and I saw, I was like, what are all these green pins? Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. How cool is that? So, uh, yeah, that's very cool. I love the Safari. I, I'm not going to lie. I recommend the Metropolitan as my number one beginner's fountain pen for other people to buy. I love the freaking Safari. Every time I pull that pen out and use it, it always brings a smile to my face. It's such an enjoyable pen to write with. You know, it, the Metropolitan should be your first fountain pen if you're trying. But if you want something a little different, get the Safari. I love that stinking pen, um, especially these neon lime colors. They're, they're, um, their molded plastic colors are better than just about anyone's, I think, yep. um, as far as pen barrels go. And uh, they're, they're just, I'm a fan. And uh, plus, you know, just like the Metropolitan and the Safari, once you become a real addict, you realize that you enjoy those pens. You can just swap the nibs out on those things for uh, other nibs. You know, if you buy a, a medium, you can swap it out for an extra fine or on both of those pens, things like that. And uh, that's very cool. So great job, Pen Chalet. Thank you so much to Pen Chalet for the support of this show and Relay FM. So on the upgrade this week, um, I was making reference to... Uh, we were talking, I can't even remember how it came up, but I made reference to the way that my accent has changed over time and how I've become a little bit more transatlantic, I think. Mm -hmm. Some of the words that I say, some of the phrases that I use and the way that I say them has changed over time. And one of the ways that you can hear this, it's basically the only way that you can hear this big change, is in this show, because it's the only show that I have that is multiple years old that is still readily available on the internet by choice. Because, <laughs> and whilst looking at this, I realized that we missed another milestone. Uh, the show is now four years old as of February 9th. That's I don't crazy. I know how we always miss these things. 
because we're busy man yeah once a week once a week goes gets there fast and you don't oh, realize yeah. what what's happening so we are now four years old which is madness to me and as we're in and i thought as we were approaching episode 200 and we start to get a little bit soppy uh <laughs> one of the things that i thought we could look at this week was actually episode one <laughs> you said this to me and i was so excited i was like that's a great idea because i keep meaning to listen to it because we actually have a bunch of listeners recently a bunch of new listeners that say mm-hmm. where where should we start and what's our answer like every time yeah i actually have a thought about that as well no, okay about the okay. where do we start thing so i wanted to talk about my experiences or we, we could both obviously talk about our experiences of listening to, to episode one a couple mm-hmm. of things that are really interesting to me right off the bat is there is like a 30 second ad right up front <laughs> I don't even ever remember doing that as a thing to have pre-roll yeah. ads because I tend to now actually not really like to do them. I don't do them. It was strange that we did do them, but that just shows like at that point, I kind of had no real idea of the business side. You know, That was, was so strange when I hit the replay and yep. that came in. I don't remember that at all. Nope. I had no recollection of it. Um, and then the first thing that you notice is to me, I sound really strange in a few different mm-hmm. ways. Uh, my microphone isn't good. Um, or as good. Uh, the environment that I'm in is not as good as the one that I'm in now for sound. Um, my voice is a, is a lot higher. I, my, my voice is a lot deeper now, and that is a, a, an affectation that I've developed over the time of doing this. So mm. that's something that I know has changed, the deepness of my voice. It's not just with age. It is a how I like to sound thing. Mm-hmm. And that has now just changed the way that I talk. I hear many... Uh, differences in the way that I pronounce certain words. Um, I skip way more consonants and stuff like that. Like, it's very strange to me. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing for me for you is you sound terrified. (laughs) I was was scared out of my mind. It took like two or three episodes to to get out to shake that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember us talking about it afterwards, about how, like, I was super nervous. I really was. As the show went on, though, you you did get more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about as the show went on, it took us six minutes to actually get to any topics. Well, that All, sounds about normal. Yeah, we're just... No, but it's not even fun stuff. We're just talking about <laughs> why the show exists. We're doing a, a, a big thing about the fact that you work at JetPens, because uh, we used to have that little... Um, we used to have a little thing at the end of the episodes when you were working yeah. at JetPens, which I'd forgotten uh, about. A disclaimer, a I completely, disclaimer. totally forgot about that. I mean, it's a, four years is not that long, but when we recorded 200 episodes, I totally forgot there was a... Not only was there a period of time that I was recording this show and I was working at JetPens, I forgot it started with episode one. I thought it picked up somewhere more down the line. I didn't realize it was right out the gate. Yeah, there's so many things about it that are funny, like you should think about the, the passing of time. So it was part of 70 Decibels. When you listen to it, I was listening to it in Overcast, it has the very original artwork in it, right. which is great. I love that artwork. I know. Aaron Mankey did yep. that for us uh, mm-hmm. before he got before he got uh, famous before and won't talk to us anymore star. now. Yep. Yeah, but now yep. he's a superstar and uh-huh. he doesn't have time for the little people anymore. There was a time where he was designing my artwork. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, although I, I have to say, I, I like our new artwork the most. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that uh, you do. Obviously, I use because, it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, we decided to to kind of co-op the artwork, right? Oh, I totally whore that thing out. Yeah. yeah that absolutely. was funny. It was like, uh, this is the artwork that Frank's worked on. It's like, uh, can I use that everywhere? I was like, yeah, man. 
<laughs> I think it makes sense to me now, now looking that we've done this, that it does make sense to share the branding between right. the two. And we just had never done that before. But I think that that is a smart business move. For this, for this, it works. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for anything else. We do, and that's a lot of, of this show. That's how different this show is and how it's always been. Um, it, it works differently than other podcasts and mm-hmm. other websites and other, yep. other joint efforts and things like that. It's a very, very different, and um, we we... We run it. We see that all the time. Yeah. Well, like, you know, just looking at my approach to the way that this show is and the fact that it is the only thing that I've stuck with. Mm-hmm. Everything else has, has gone by the wayside, has gone through iterations, has been rebranded, but not the pen addict. Mm-hmm. Like it's on its third network. Like I will, I just <laughs> will never let it go. Like I will never let you go. You're stuck with me forever. Yep. Um, Same here. Neither of us are confident during this episode. You can yeah, tell like we're not used to each other. The jokes yeah. are a little bit more awkward. Like me and you had had probably two conversations like on the phone right. before this, you know? Yeah. We were definitely both like um like on the straight and narrow, if you will. Yeah. Well, except very... for the point where you, you accused me of using drugs with needles. That's true. That that happened. <laughs> <laughs> the needle never went away, did it? Now it's now nope. it's part of the artwork. Um right. I had a couple of little quotes that I liked. So you said, field notes are a big capturing tool for me. I'm sure we'll talk about them a lot. <laughs> that happened, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, we, were very, uh, we were very observant, even in, in our youth, that uh, something, something's, something is kind of important about this field notes thing. And uh, it, you know, as your, uh, our friend Stephen likes to, likes to say, turns out. Turns out. And I think it's funny that um, it just shows the point of, of, of how much we love them. We were talking about them in episode one. Like mm-hmm. we, you know, we just both reference how much we love them, even then. Right. Uh, right. You said at one point the fountain pen world is pretty amazing. That's going to be many episodes. And that was before I'd committed to like using the fountain pens. You, it was, it was a I few was more, episodes. more of a fountain pen guy at that point than you were. Oh, absolutely. Which is so funny to look at now. Uh, you received a box of jet streams during the episode. The doorbell goes, and, and that... you're like, oh, there's a box of jet streams. <laughs> that was awesome. I didn't realize, like, the, the doorbell became a running theme for probably somewhere in the first 100 episodes. It was pretty often. I didn't realize, like, right out the gate, we got interrupted for a pen delivery um, in, during the episode, which is just hilarious. And um, then it turned out to be jet streams I had ordered for my wife. <laughs> Just quickly, John uh, John in the, the chat has made a, a point. A lot of the earlier episodes, maybe kind of around the first 20 episodes, they don't really have show notes attached to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to actually, basically with the way it's been imported so many times over different websites, <laughs> they've, they've disappeared. And uh, recently, basically the only place that had all of the notes was the 5x5 page. That, and mm-hmm. they're, they're, the, the show's actually gone now from 5x5, then did a bit of a reorganization. At mm-hmm. some point, I'll see if I can try and get those notes back somehow, but I okay. don't even know where you where I would get them uh, yeah, anymore. Yeah. But yeah, so there, I think it's like the first twenty episodes has no links to it, which is okay. a shame. Yeah, but that's just because importers—they're weird. Um, yeah, because we've been around so long and moved all over. Uh-huh. So this episode, kind of the main theme of the episode, was a glossary. Um, basically, giving terms to people, which is why I think one of the reasons that we suggest people go back and listen to episode one, mm-hmm. uh, as well as to get the whole journey of the show. There's there's a lot of just interesting base terms because mm-hmm. I didn't know any of them really. 
Right. So you're teaching me. Yeah, and I thought the conversation when I re-listened back to it, like, oh man, I'm gonna, I probably butchered everything, got everything all wrong. Just the general basis of and what's a ballpoint, what's a rollerball, and how do these all these terms work with each other? That's all still valid today. Like I thought uh, that was actually pretty accurate. So mm-hmm. go go me. And my favorite, but my favorite part of the show is because I I have a list. We're looking at a list together of the words, and uh, I say now the next word. I can't even begin to know what it means. Knock. How, How awesome. It's unbelievable. Like, ah. it's just so funny now. Like, I, I didn't know what the word meant. You explained the word knock to me. But, mm-hmm. like, you look at it, you look at now, then to now, what knock means to us now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, a, it was just a funny little moment and it put a big smile on my face when, when, uh, when I said it. Yeah. That's the one where I, where I shook my head going, whoa, this is crazy. This is really crazy. You know, just all the, you know, the field notes and the fountain pens and the jet streams arriving during the show. And then we start talking about Knox. And uh, I was just like, what has happened in this episode? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so, pretty uh, nice. And then we went through the whole exp- explanation of uh, what a knock is because, you know, it's, it's, it's basically Japanese slang pretty much. I mean, I don't know that it's a technical term. Um, and, uh, that's, that's pretty cool that, 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 that name, you know, I guess just, uh, a, a play on that word, uh, took me along, took me, uh, to interesting places, I guess, huh? Yep. Um, so this was an interesting episode for me to listen to because there was, there's some definite benefit to it. Um, and this actually goes back to a question we get a lot and you mentioned it. And I've been, I think we've been, I feel like we've been getting it more and more recently. Mm-hmm. New people wanting to know where to start. Right. We're I approaching mean, 200 episodes. That is a daunting task. Yeah, that I was going to say that's intimidating to tell someone, well, start at one. Because that is what we tend to say, because getting the knowledge, the shared knowledge of the two of us over that time will right. really help somebody grow, especially if they're coming to this relatively new to the pen world, like I was at that point. Mm-hmm. The benefit is I have learned a lot, and you would learn a lot going back to the start. That's, that's like hundreds of hours of stuff that yeah. you have to go through. Right. So I want to propose something. Mm-hmm. I want to give people a new starting point. Okay. So we create a new episode... So maybe like episode 205 or something mm-hmm. that we could then from now on say, we suggest going back to the start, but if you want to, we created a, an episode, mm-hmm. which is meant for new listeners. And that way we can like um, point out other episodes that are like important in the history kind of thing. Is that like, exactly. I think that would be good. Okay. Yeah. So I for us to do good. this, we need the help of everyone listening. So we need, I want to do a couple of things. What do we need to put in an episode like that? So I think Mm -hmm. it would be a longer episode than usual. So we would Mm -hmm. maybe go over a glossary of terms again. Mm -hmm. We would maybe address some memes of the show. Mm -hmm. So it helps people understand our jokes. Um, I think it would be good if we could talk about the pens that we use and and why we use them and why we love them, just to kind of like talk about that and talk about just some of the basics of of all of the stuff that we have. Right, like we have like... Now we have like base knowledge of a vanishing point and not just as a pen, but what that means in the context of the show in the community and fountain pens and regular pens, right? You say vanishing point, it has a whole connotation within the entire show. Yep. So like 
yeah, like big, big pens, you know, like the big ones, the right. ones that really right. mean something, the, the mm-hmm. ones that are important. Um, to reference maybe some of the long-running themes of the show to help people understand mm-hmm. that. And, and really importantly, and this is so I want people's suggestions for stuff like that and for answers within those categories. But one of the big things that we need is significant episodes. Right. Yeah, like specific episode numbers. I used to keep a list of like maybe a top 10 and it's been a long time and I don't even know if I can find the one that I had. But I had, I know I had a good five episodes that were like required listening kind of episodes. I'll see if I can find that list. So we want to know what episodes are your required, required listening episodes. Yep. You know, be it one episode, be it five, 10, whatever you got. Uh huh. I don't know when we're going to do this, but I want this to be like a longer running thing of collecting this kind of follow up and feedback from people. Uh, I guess tweet to us, email us, mm-hmm. and let us know your suggestions. And then at some point in the not too distant future, after episode two hundred, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, we create a long episode detailing all of it. I'll put chapter markers in it, like really make it a thing that helps new people come on board to the pen addict. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I love it because it's something that I've just become more and more aware of that as the show becomes older and older it becomes harder and harder for new people to find us agree um and then i'll try and find some way to call it out on the page uh, as something for for new listeners to start off with i completely agree and i love having you know like if we could once we get like all the the episode numbers and if we find them, if we can keep it to like 10 and, and then maybe have some links to like some other important conversations that happened in other shows, mm-hmm. like you're talking about the chapter marker part. I think that would be good. We could have like a core set of episodes to listen to, you know, your, your starter pack, if you will. And then you, we can have like important points to, throughout the, the history of the show that uh, we can link to directly. Yep. Yep. Cool. So that's what, that's what I think. I think it would be a fun little project and I think it would really help people. Because uh, I know we have new listeners now that haven't gone back, and there's going to be things that they're missing. But I think that there is some real benefit in the back catalog. But this might actually help new listeners decide to go through the back catalog as well. Right, right. We definitely need like a subset or a subheading of shows where we cry. I have at least two, if not three. Yeah. So what have we got on crying? Got uh, um, the original the, when Kickstarter. We, I cried. When yeah, uh, when we broke up, I cried. Um, did you yeah i think so remember how sad i was yeah I we were I, I don't remember that episode i was just like well. maybe i didn't cry but i was like totally despondent people yeah. like talk about that episode when they re-listen to that they're like holy crap <laughs> yeah, like, I, I haven't heard that in a bad. while that was a real I don't, I don't sad hear time it. yeah so i, I, I haven't listened it. to that either um, um and then probably I, something knock related like when the kick, lock yeah. kickstarter was going on i'm sure there were some tears there as well yeah yeah so we'll have the the crying episodes <laughs> yeah the crying subset you know for the emotional contingent yeah 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 so yeah this could be this this sounds like fun I, i'm all about this excellent so we need your help people yes. make some suggestions for us hit us up with your your episodes or at least your ideas yeah you know if you you remember hearing oh you said this one specific thing we can probably track it down yep. pretty easily and also the idea of like what what goes into an episode like that content wise you know that that yeah. is also a, would be a useful thing to know. Yeah. What would you want to hear as part of a, a, a you know, kind of the core pen addict episode where we can bounce everyone off of? Mm-hmm. This week's episode is also brought to you by Harry's. It is Harry's third anniversary right now. Happy birthday, 
to Harry's. It's the third month of the year. It is clear that good things come in threes. And if you sign up to become a new customer of Harry's right now, I've got a special deal for you to try three of their expertly crafted five-blade German razors along with a new handle and shave cream for just $10. That's three great products for just $10. Harry's blades are fantastic. They're German-engineered five-blade cartridges. You will get a close, comfortable shave without cuts or razor burn. Harry's believes so much in the quality of their blades that they guarantee it, and they'll give you a full refund if you're not happy. You should be one of the over 1 million people who have switched to Harry's. These these are people who get a high quality shave at about half the price of other big brand blades. Not only will they ship them to your front door for free, that's a great saving. If you shave every day with Harry's, you will save over $150 each year than if you use a competitor's blades. This is excellent stuff. Their great starter set, which I mentioned, which you can get for just $10, includes everything that you're going to need to get started. Harry's stuff is fantastic. Smells great, looks great, works great. It's time to stop overpaying for a great shave. Go to harrys.com right now and you will get $5 off if you type in my code PENADDICT with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Coupon code PENADDICT at checkout to get $5 off your first order. Thank you so much to Harry's for supporting this show. Can I give you my Harry's anecdote of the week? I always seem to yeah. have something. <laughs> this one's very this one's very simple and plain. So last night, um, you know, uh, Tyler had a late baseball game, getting home about nine o'clock and going to take a shower because we're all filthy. And I'm very particular. I mean, everyone knows I'm very particular. So everything has its home. Everything's mm-hmm. always in the same place because I know it's always in the same place. So I go in the shower and my my orange handled Harry razor sitting on my sink area, which it never is. I turned to my wife. I said, did you use my razor? And she just turned around and walked out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my Harry's anecdote of the week because it's always in the same spot. And when it wasn't there, I was like, what's the deal here? Don't touch my razor. Harry's. (laughs) Don't touch my razor, man. (laughs) All right. We haven't done an ask TPA in a while. So we're going to, we're going to knock out some questions. What do you think? Yeah. Don't forget, you can always uh, tweet at us with the hashtag AskTPA. It seems like it calmed down recently because we haven't done it on the show. We so. haven't, yeah, and we haven't been promoting it uh, as well. And uh, speaking of which, I, I'm totally hijacking here. I'm going to do uh, a new Q&A feature. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw on this. On the blog. You, you, you were part of my test. You enjoyed uh, it, didn't you? I did. What'd well, you... I didn't enjoy the answer you gave me. <laughs> so Brad had a little thing on his site, and I went there, and I asked him who his favorite co-host was, and he told me Stephen. Mm-hmm. But it was a Fun nice little uh, system. What's it, what's yeah. the name of that program? Dilmot. D i l m o t. Never heard um, of it before. Yeah, it took me a hard, long time to figure out what, if anyone could do what I actually wanted to do, and I finally found it. And I, the test went really well. So look for something soon. We'll do like a weekly Q and A on the blog. Just something fun, something new I can do on the blog that uh, I think would be enjoyable for everyone. But anyway, we have our Ask TPA hashtag, um, which we use on Twitter for everyone to ask us questions to be answered on the podcast, which we love doing. We just haven't been talking about the hashtag very much. So we'll, we'll, we'll do a better job at that because I think this, this kind of stuff is very cool, right? I mean, it's stuff we forget about or stuff, you know, everyone wants to know mm-hmm. things like that. So the first one's from Sarah. She, <laughs> I don't know if we have an answer for Sarah, but uh, any fountain pen people know how to get half a bottle of Noodler's Dragon's napalm out of the carpet. And I do actually know how to do that. You replace your carpet. Really? That's how you get a half bottle of oh. Noodler's Dragon's napalm out of the carpet. See, I put this question in 
in the hopes that you would have done this at some point, not that I want you to have done it, but yeah. had worked out a way to do something about it. So there's some cleaner that I know, like Goulet pens, Van S pens, uh, Anderson pens always sell. I can't think of the name of it. Someone in the chat room will drop that name in there that actually w will work on clothes, pants, you know, things like that, you mm -hmm. know, kind of the, the small smells, spills. Um, the only time I've had a huge spill, thank goodness, was outside of my driveway. I dropped a brand new full bottle of Organic Studio Ink one time that just shattered in green everywhere. Um, luckily, it was just on concrete in a driveway, so it didn't matter. I've never had the experience of having to get it out of carpet. Um, I don't know that you're going to get that. Oh, I just received a delivery. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, so continuing the tradition from earlier in the show. <laughs> I don't know what it is, so... Yeah, you told me, we said, you said we have, a, we have a good odds of a doorbell today, uh -huh. and, uh, but you didn't know what it was going to be, so what do we got here? I don't know. Let me see. Some cardboard box and ripping open some carrier bags. Oh, some pajamas. Pretty. <laughs> what a letdown. I know. So well, I'm waiting on the art snacks box, so I was hoping yeah. it was that. But nope. And your field notes. And my field notes. Wasn't either of them. Sorry, everybody. Pajamas. Right, so did you that get to lame. Tim's question? Did I get to Tim's? No, I told you we, we completely held for you. We were waiting with bated breath. So let's go Let's go with Tim. Tim got a new uh, Hobonichi Techo cousin and is not sure what to make of the pink extra. I have asked, been asked this question before. <laughs> and we uh we're not sure what to make of it and turns out mike what is it it's a tissue holder yeah i don't understand why why you get this why do okay. you get sent this i'm gonna answer you all right japan okay that's all you need to know i love the uh the the phrase the pink extra <laughs> i don't get why they would send you it doesn't make any sense. Why, like, why do you get that? Japan. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm just going with Japan. All right. All right. Connor wants to know if the pin show is still available for purchase. That's the um, uh, nib holder, the P-E-N-X-O. It always the, says, the sounds lead like holder. we're talking about, that's what I meant. Uh, sounds like we're always talking about... Uh, Pen shows, like yes. the Atlanta Pen Show, and I still don't know if that's the accurate pronunciation of uh -huh. this product, but it seems pretty good to me, so I'm going with it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but uh, I gave Jeff mine, and uh, we use it in the shop all the time. It's a it's a good little product. So yes, you should you should check that one out. Um, it looks like they're pre ordering from their website. Yeah, uh, I have at this point. You know, it seems like it's still happening. Uh, they're, yeah. they're shipping out, and it's a great they product. Sold they blew out their Kickstarter, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're a little bit behind and yeah. get everything else ramped up. I mean, they really, really blew out um, their product. It was it was a good product for a good price. I mean, that's what's going to happen when you do that, right? Mm-hmm. No yep, doubt. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Rob wants to know, are the Twisby Eco nibs interchangeable with the 580AL nibs? And they are not. The Eco nibs are smaller, mm -hmm. uh, narrower. They will not fit if you remove them into the, uh, into the feed or... Um, nib unit of the ALs. They are not interchangeable. Um, I think maybe the mini nibs, the Twizzby mini nibs, are interchangeable with the Eco. I haven't tried that, but they look be about the same size. I just haven't pulled any out yet to swap them, but they're absolutely not swappable with the 580s. So that's not going to work. Okay. 
related to that, Stella wants to know, did I ever get my Pendleton nib grind? And how do I like it? Can I get pigs in a writing sample? I say it's related because I got it on a 580 AL orange. Can you um, remind me the what what this is? So he does several different nib grinds. He's known for just like a, he calls it a butterline stub. So it's just like a stub grind. But what he does, I think the with the grind, the I basically didn't get a grind. I got a cut. I got the butterline stub plus an angel wings um, modification, I think is probably the best term to use to give that nib extra flex. Okay. So it's wide, wet, flexy steel nib and it's awesome and i have not i've taken some pictures of it in the past but i it's just one of those that i keep forgetting to review because we've done so many 580 reviews on the blog but i should just do a, a review of the nib itself um i will do that for you stella i will write that down now um so what's this what's this last one mike so our last question this week uh well it's not really a question so much yeah uh, but i wanted to include this is because you know it's fun to see this stuff ko sent in a picture of uh their haul the stuff that they had bought after listening to the entire run of the show (laughs) and we get these pictures quite a lot and i always enjoy seeing the products that people go for after listening to us and i see an ipad with a pencil in here there's a couple is i think it's a kukuyo yeah it looks like it looks like the it's the kukuyo uh campus notebook and there is a um oh what is that is the pilot is it pilot it's got the pilot it's got the pilot Pilot Prera, Prera. Pilot C- yep. Kakuno. It's got, um, it looks like at least one, um, I always forget the name of these, the backing that you write on, um, oh gosh, like the gr- the see-through grids you put behind the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a Lihit Lab uh, Tefa pen case um, on one side, yeah. and I'm not sure what the other smaller green one is. There's um, some old school cool. pen addict stuff in there, like the Prera and the Lihit Lab. Like, mm-hmm. they are like, go, you go back, deep into the show enough those things came up a lot yes oh all the time all the time um because it was a it was a different case at the time um but one i didn't like for one very particular reason Hmm. all the pen all the pens touch oh (laughs) but it's an awesome case i actually use their bag in a bag product is really nice i use that all the time it's like a little go bag you can throw in other bags. Hence, bag in a bag. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. I know you got some pajamas to get into, so why don't you get us out of here? It's not, they're not for me. If I put those things on, it's going to be a disaster. Like I said, I know you've got some pajamas to get into. Oh, <sighs> Thank you so much for mm. listening to this week's episode. I think the very final episode of The Pen Addict. <laughs> We are over. Uh, you want to go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 196. You can find a list of great show notes this week. We've been putting together a nice little collection for you. Or if you want to find us online, you can find Brad on Twitter. Here he is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. I'm at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. That's where you can send us suggestions for helping us create a new starting point for Penaddict listeners. You can find Brad's work over at penaddict.com and knock.co. And he is penaddict on Instagram. I'm iMike on Instagram. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.